0: Hello and welcome to The Smart Chiropractor. I'm Dr. Jeff Langmaid here with Dr. Jason Deitch and you're gonna discover in 30 minutes or less each week how you can become a smart chiropractor. We're gonna talk about how to create stable and predictable income for your practice, what we call a payday practice, season one. Episode one, we are talking all about mindset and I'm gonna kick it off right there. What does mindset have to do with marketing? Mindset
1: has to do everything with everything. Uh, and the reason is because you know, who you are determines how well what you do works is one of our philosophies. Uh, and we know that because you can get 10 chiropractors to do the same thing and get 10 different results. So we often forget, we're like, what's the thing that works? We oftentimes become victims of other people's marketing because they convince us, they go, wow look at what someone did to get these results with the assumption that if you did that too, you'd get the same or better results. And it's often not the case. Um, and so to be accurate and to really help Kairos, instead of just selling them some thing, it really does start for, sort of from the basis. Um, who you are, how you're thinking, what your goals and intentions are. We, we actually see this in practice all the time, right? So, Every chiropractor who's been in practice knows the difference between somebody who's been to their orientation or health talk or workshop or whatever you call, your opportunity to share, here's how we think differently than mainstream medicine, mainstream media. Uh, And we all know that people have a very different experience and different relationship with you and with the practice if they've understood your mindset Versus applying your service to their pre-existing mindset. And I think most would agree that when we can align in mindset everything else becomes much easier and, and usually more effective because you're aligned as opposed to when you're sort of working at odds, right? When people are coming into the practice with a you know fast fix for free mentality versus a I understand what you're doing. I understand that healing is a process. I understand healing takes time. uh, And I want to make sure I'm part of that process doing the right thing. And oftentimes it has everything to do with being patient with the process versus being too demanding or over demanding uh, or even having unrealistic expectations, which just causes conflict, disappointment for you and for people. So mindset to me is really the basis that we really have to sort of understand so that all
0: of the things we teach work better uh, and are appreciated more, really. A couple of people come to mind. I like what you're diving into because it's it's so important in terms of how we think about things and then how we apply it to our practice, how we apply it to the the strategy and the tactic comes after you understand which direction you wanna go. A couple of people that come to mind, we talk about all the time, you know, Seth Godin, Simon Sinek, even somebody like Gary Vaynerchuk, all different styles, but they all really approach their outreach, their marketing, their branding, everything in a way that is unique in a certain aspect, maybe contrarian in other aspects, but it's very congruent with who they are. And it is, I guess, in one aspect, brings the relationship, right? A relationship instead of a transaction. I guess, you know, talking about those three people, uh, whether it's Gary's, you know, Simon, or, or Seth, what are some lessons that you think we as chiropractors should or could learn and listen to with, with those guys? Three of my favorites. Um, and also, you know what we do
1: is completely aligned with what they teach, obviously, so um, to use their examples, I was actually uh, watching a video on Seth Godin. Uh, One of my favorite books is his book, This Is Marketing. Uh, Literally, that's his claim, this is marketing. Uh, And he starts off his conversation by saying, his definition of marketing is different than most people's definition of marketing. Basically, what he says is that, you know, marketing is making a positive impact in people's lives. Okay. Which is different than if you ask most chiropractors, what's marketing, they'd go, a good ad that gets people in my door. Um, So we too are starting with the premise at the smart chiropractor and with the payday practice that our mindset is different than what most people think. Just like chiropractors go, you know, we want you to be healthy. Well, that word is different for chiropractors than it is with most of the mainstream public. Right? Seth is a very great example of, you know, he believes that marketing is making a positive contribution to the world. One major point, which is fully aligned with what we agree. The second thing that Seth teaches and talks a lot about is that instead of creating a message that tries to appeal to everyone, he actually introduces a concept uh, that he really thinks of as sort of like, what's the smallest number of people? That you, that, that you want to align with, that can continually learn from you and buy from you and refer to you, have refer friends and family to you over time. And there's been books that have been written that said, you know, listen, if you, if you try to appeal to everyone, you'll likely appeal to no one. Right. Um, and when you reset that your goal is not to, for chiropractors, help everybody with a spine, um, but you create more of a niche. And the more specific your niche, the more successful you'll be in the niche. You realize what we're talking about, that the mindset of not appealing to everyone, but appealing to those people who you most love to work with and who will likely most love working with you is different than, let me teach you about chiropractic. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me teach you the general idea. So, so that's Seth. Um, one of the things that Gary Vaynerchuk talks, I was watching something about him the other day and, and basically what he said was, as you're growing, you should plan on making less money. And you go, what? That's completely counterproductive <laughs> to what I'm thinking, right? What are you talking <laughs> about? And, and what he's saying basically is that you've got to invest in the growth of your business over time. Okay, so, and, and many of them agree on these things, right? You're building what, what Godin actually calls, and he wrote the book, Tribes. Um, you're building a tribe. You're building an audience of people that like, that like you, like to learn from you, and want to keep on learning from you, buying from you, et cetera, um, because of who you are and what you stand for. And of course, because it's a value to them. But when products are commodities, how do people choose? if it's not the lowest price or most convenient location? Uh, and the answer is the person-place product that they align with most, right? We'll spend more, we'll spend a premium because of the brand, because of the experience with the person or anything like that. Um, and then Simon Senek, you know, his book Start With Why is very much the premise of what most chiropractors I think should be doing, it's what we do. Uh, you know, why do you do what you do? Why would I choose you as a chiropractor over the tens of thousands of others um, beyond location and price? Um, and, you know, and the bottom line is I think, you know, one of the things we hope to accomplish, I hope to accomplish, I know we both do, is to sort of set the conversation straight um, within chiro- the chiropractic profession. Personally, I, I maybe want to write, you know, whether it's a blog or a book one day, but it's like, How did Google ruin chiropractic? Uh, And the answer is because most chiropractors sort of looked at Google like this miracle drug that you know Hey, if I just get found first on the search engine people will come see me Um, But they completely forget the concept that if you're a health professional most people are not looking for the closest cheapest health professional no different than most most of us wouldn't be looking for the closest cheapest accountant the closest cheapest lawyer the co- closest cheapest marriage counselor financial counselor wealth advisor whatever it is most of us ask our friends and we look for an interview for the best we can find and afford we want to spend as much as we can to get the best quality professional service as opposed to being you know the supercuts of chiropractors, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I think most professional chiropractors just have gotten misled. You know, have been marketed to, and they bought and you know bought into the idea that good advertising, uh, you know, a good funnel is something that's been popular. You know, for people these days, uh, you know, just get them in the door, and I'll take it from there. Uh, and you know, for those that. Think that's a great idea. I, I reference back to uh, remember the Groupon days? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you got a lot of
0: people a lot of, in. A lot of free massages, a lot, a lot of, of free massages. <laughs> exactly.
1: You know, you got leads, you yeah. got people in the door, but there's another part to it, which is do they really need your service, want your service? Um, and there's something to attracting what I call deal shoppers who, once they've gotten your deal or gonna look for the next best yeah. deal yeah. <laughs> as opposed to, I get it, I like it, you're my guy, you're my doc, and I would not want to go any, unless you totally screw it up, you're my doc. Um, and so whether I come frequently or infrequently, I'm not shopping around for anyone else. Now it's just a matter of my doc teaching me the benefits I can receive beyond what I know. You know. Oh, pain relief, that's awesome. Oh, but wait, there's more. Um, and, and really aligning with what the opportunities are to have a long-term relationship, reduce your risk of problems enhance your human performance and on and on and on. So those three are are some of, you know, our favorite marketers because of the way they think, not necessarily because of their ads. Um, and you know, that's what we hope to, I think, you know, share with others. All chiropractors are not going to
0: agree with us. Um, we jokingly call it the smart chiropractors because we think the smart ones will. <laughs> yeah, I, there's, a, there's a couple of aspects that you touched on that we talk about a lot that I think are important and it's the, the relationship instead of the, the transaction as one of them. And that's where we, we looked at this episode and we said, man, episode one should all be about mindset and you know, why is chiropractic marketing not enough? And it it dives into the fact that it's much more than that, how you conduct your business in all planes in, in everything and relationship marketing, relationship advertising to a certain degree. Relationships are the core of everything, whether it's you with other businesses, whether it's you with your patients and so many docs out there become so transactional by nature, right? And there's some docs, and we talk about the spectrum of chiropractors, you know, you know, these these rehab based you know evidence informed docs that are trying to get people out of their office as quickly as possible that are really Transactional practices, trying to be relationship-based. You know, there's the other. You know, there's there's the whole spectrum of docs where you know there's long-term relationships, and you know, it, how much is too much? You know, these are clinical things based upon. You know, as one of our friends would say, you know, what did the patient present with, and what are you finding, and what are their goals, right? How can you how can you establish that? But it comes down to build a relationship. Building a relationship to me does not mean you're automatically seeing a patient three times a week for the rest of their life. It means that once they choose you, once they choose you forever, and you don't have to compete with an advertisement for somebody you already know, trusts and likes you that you let, as you'd say, fall out of the bucket. But let's dive into this aspect of it because it's it's really a core piece of, of mindset. And as we, as we go into payday practice, relationships versus transactions, I guess from a... a if a doc hasn't heard of that before, like, what do we mean? What do you mean by that? Yeah, um, I, I think you know.
1: I, I'm. I've been in part of chiropractic for 30 years now. Uh, this is a passion of mine. I know yours. Third generation chiropractor, um, and I unfortunately, I mean, I say that as a preamble to. I think it allows me to be self-critical of our profession. Um, I am one, so <laughs> I can call us out yeah. on it. Um, and, and one of the things I think that you know most of our profession has really been misled by, um, is this concept that uh, if people understood what chiropractic is, they would wanna come to my practice, right? You gotta educate people about what chiropractic is. Mm -hmm. Problem is if I ask 10 different chiropractors what chiropractic is, I'm gonna get 10 different answers. Mm -hmm. Okay? Uh, And number two, if I put out what I think chiropractic is, that in no way tells them why they should choose me. As their chiropractor so it speaks to so, so what most of our profession is doing wrong is they put out this message this typically advertisements that go chiropractor I provide chiropractic services and my chiropractic practice on my chiropractic table and uh, you know we'll take your insurance hopefully um, that doesn't give anybody any reason number one any knowledge as to what you do as a chiropractor um, And it comes across as a commodity, right? Like people don't say heart surgery, let me educate you about heart surgery, right? You go, that's the best cardiac surgeon in town. So what I'm saying in a sort of longer way than I need to is that people buy people, not products, right? People are going to buy you because of who you are and your version, your explanation, your expression of chiropractic because it is an art form of sorts, right? It's not a machine that's the same thing. You know, you go to different offices, you get different experiences, different explanations. So the new smart approach really is, uh, and all of this I have to predicate, is really only available now because of technology. Mm -hmm. So it used to be that when you, you know, had to spend $1,000 a month on a Yellow Pages ad, You had a very different experience because your psychology had to be well, I got to wait until somebody gets into an accident, goes to the yellow pages, goes to see for chiropractor and finds my big page.
0: It's transactional by nature. Call me for the thing
1: they want to buy. Right. It's exactly the deal, right? And if I'm close and cheap, they'll pick me. Um, None of that sounds fun to me. and again, the traditional issue is people come to you and they go, Well, that's not what I expected, or that's not what my last chiropractor told me or did to me. Uh, and so there's this big confusion, as opposed to using technology, whether it's you know, podcasts like this, whether it's social media posts regularly, blog posts, right? Basically, audio, video, and written word to really, we call it tick communication, right? Teach and invite consistently. And it's not teach people about chiropractic as much as it is teach people about your principles, your philosophies, and the opportunities they have to be the best version of themselves. Whether that means how quickly they can heal from their injury naturally, whether it means that they can perform better in whatever they do, a better student, better mom, better business person, whatever it may be. Um, But teaching people about the possibilities they have to achieve their goals and that we are facilitators to help them achieve that. Um, you know, many of us, I'm not a car mechanic, I don't think you are either, but many of us, we bring our cars to the shop and we don't know what tools they're using. They can explain technical things to us and we nod our heads like, oh, wow, you're gonna use the widget power tool? You know, we know nothing about what they're talking about. At the end of it, we just go, okay, sounds like you know what you're talking about. How much is it going to cost and how long is it going to last? (laughs) Um, And and the reason we do that is because we hopefully trust the person we're dealing with and working with. Um, And I think we've just got to make some of those transitions ourselves. Um, And I'll just sort of open one of the examples as to how wrong we tend to do it compared to what we probably should be doing is, I think, you know, if we sort of took a page out of what attorneys have learned to do. Uh, attorneys have learned to communicate about their specialty. So they don't go, we got to educate people about the legal system. (laughs) They go, uh, if you're bankrupt and you need help, I'm your guy, I'm your girl, right? Um, And they specialize and they specialize with specific outcomes. So if you're You know, you're a divorce attorney, you're a tax attorney, you're an estate planning attorney, you're a criminal attorney, you're a prosecutor. So people can go not just, oh, I need an attorney, but they know the type of attorney that they should be looking for and buying. We don't do that in our profession, unfortunately, and maybe I'll say yet, um, because can you imagine if all attorneys just refer to themselves like chiropractors all refer to themselves as chiropractors? You know, what do you do? I'm an attorney. Oh, I've been to an attorney before, you know. They helped keep me out of jail one time, you know, like, can you help me do that? No. It would be just, it would be a mess. And it would be really frustrating for attorneys because they would get people with all these expectations of whatever their previous attorney helped them with. And I just moved to town. You're going to do what they did, right? Yeah, I'm an attorney. They're an attorney. Um, But when it comes to practical reality and you think about it for a moment, you are Know, are smart, you kind of go, that actually makes no sense whatsoever for us to keep doing it that way. But again, you know, it's the power tools of communication, social media, email, you know, what you say in your practice uh, that works together to be able to help coordinate a simple to easy to understand message that people can go, well, that makes sense to me. Nobody's ever told me that before. Sure, I'd like more health. Sure, I'd like to get off my medications. Sure, I'd like to reduce my risk of surgery or avoid it. Um, Sure, I'd like to be a better performer. Sure, I'd like to sleep better, reduce my stress, improve my immune system. Who doesn't want those things? Um, You know, when, when we think about it, right? We are in the worst pandemic times ever in history. There's no shortage of back pain. We're in an opioid crisis that's actually gotten worse, not better. And chiropractors are, are
0: addicted to needing new patients. Explain that to me. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's insane. And, and a lot of it gets back to you know, chiropractors, you know, many docs have hundreds if not thousands of files, right, patient records, but their active caseloads are so small or, and, and, I'll, and I'll ask this of any, you know, anybody that tunes in, listens, watch, you know, how many case, you know, how many patient records do you have? And do you have more or less people following you on Facebook or on your email list, right? Because it, it, all of those individuals should be the gimme's. And, and for many chiropractors, it's inversed. They'll have 2,500, whatever it might be, patient files and 150 following on Facebook. So it's the, or, you know, at a hundred on their email list, like, and it should be the actual inverse. You should have thousands on Facebook and on email, and then a subset of that are your active patients. But it starts to become a really uphill battle, and how can you possibly have a relationship if you don't have the ability to have ongoing communications, which is the whole aspect of it. Transaction, by definition, is in an exchange in a moment in time, right? The relationship doesn't necessarily mean that you're providing active service every moment of the day it means that you have the opportunity to communicate the benefits and value of who you are and what you do to your sphere of influence or tribe in a manner that's consistent and impactful. And so many docs just have that so backwards and it becomes such such a challenge. So I guess as we dive into that, how should a doc consider relate, like where do you even start? Like really, okay, I wanna build relationships. relationship. So like, yeah, great. No, <laughs> M- mindset is the place to start. Right, and that is exactly
1: why you know this is really the first in the series, is because the mindset should be that you are a we know doctor means teacher, and so what too many chiropractors again have, I'll say, been mentored into and or you know have just had a false sense of is, uh, and we're all you know I'm guilty of it too. You're like, listen, I don't want to deal with any of that stuff. I just love adjusting people. Right? Uh, you do whatever marketing, advertising, discounting, you know, insurance, bending, you know, just get them in. I'll take care of them. Um, but then it's frustrating because many don't stick around. Uh, and I don't mean that they're, you know, having to stick around three times a week for the rest of their lives. I'm saying, you know, most people, if you go, do you have a dentist? They go, yup. I got one. I know who it is. If you move to a new town, you're like, I got to get a, a dentist. That means you have a relationship with a professional. So. We're not where dentists are. People naturally kind of go, but, but we can use it as a great example. Uh, I know when I moved to town here a while back, uh, how did I find a dentist? Ask my friends. <laughs> You've been in town for a while. Not, hey, is there a cheap dentist around here? But who's good, right? Who do you use as a dentist? Uh, who do and, you trust? And, and yeah, who yeah. do you trust? <laughs> and that, that's exactly, if there was one simple way to describe it, Jeff, I think that probably is the mindset, is that what chiropractors should be, quote, selling, if anything, um, and, and we think of words differently, right? So selling is serving, okay? It's not selling in a transactional nature. It's teaching people how to make the right choice. And the way people make choices right now, the currency of today, and probably has always been and likely always will be, is that word trust. Um, So, then the question becomes how do you build trust Um, and most chiropractors today are living as if it was 1999 because the answer for them is well, when they come on in then I'll build trust. Um, I'll build trust because you know we'll get to know each other, I'll build trust because then they'll start getting adjusted and feeling better, I'll build trust then. My answer is that's often too late, not that you can't do it then but if you don't build trust before people get there, then you got lots of people coming in for their reasons that often don't align with your reasons. Um, I guess one of the simple ways I, I sort of think of the choice, you know, in terms of, um, you know, which way should I go? Is you know, work is work. So which work would you rather do? Because you're going to work. W- would you rather have a hundred people come to you, a hundred new patients come to you? that stick around on average for 10 visits? Or would you rather have 10 people who come to you and they come to you because of that relationship you've built, the trust they have in you, and on average over a lifetime come in an average of 100 visits, right? The net number is the same at the end of the day, at the end of the year or at the end of whatever, but it's different work. So I think understanding the objective helps us understand what action steps we should take. And if we think the objective is to get them in, well then the logic is lower the bar as much as you can to let as many people come in as possible. It's an option, it's what a lot of people are doing. When people had financial aid, I mean health insurance that had low deductibles and low copayments, that, was a, that it was a very rational thing to do because you earned money along the way and you justify it. You could afford to build trust later. Most people, uh, if they do have insurance, have high deductibles, high co-payments that are oftentimes close to, if not sometimes even more than your per visit uh, fee for service fee. Um, and then you got the whole uninsured or underinsured market. And so it's not the same as our mentors had it, who are teaching us what they did under very different circumstances than what's going on right now. Because in order for people to start care, you can't go, well, your first 12, 24, or all your visits are covered, it'll only cost you five, 10 bucks, or something like that. That's a very different reality than, well, you're gonna cover the first 2,000, 4,000, 5,000, uh, and then your co-payment's 40 bucks. <laughs> that's a different value proposition. So you put all of that together. You ask, you know, how do you begin? You start with understanding, I need to get my message out to my current people so that they can share me with their friends and family. One of the things we say, I think that's really kind of the major difference and distinction that Seems so obvious like the body can heal itself. So obvious and yet revolutionary because people go Wait a minute. Why didn't my medical doctor tell me that right? One of the one of our core principles is that your next best new patient Is to keep your current patients and maybe even call them clients members or something else Because it's not always you know patient typically means you've got an injury that needs to be better, right? so the whole language changes, but um, It is with that understanding you say, okay, what do I need to do? What do I need to say? How do I need to communicate, not just with one newsletter, not just with one ad, not just with one Facebook post or something like that, like I said it, but what is the conversation? What's the relationship? What can we say, teach, and have a dialogue about? That's gonna help people continually grow, right? So the mindset is you're a doctor or teacher first, a technician slash adjuster second. I think most of the profession has that backwards. They're like, I'm a great adjuster, I'm a terrific doctor, terrific diagnostician, um, you know, and it's my great results that are gonna fill my practice, and I wish that was true. Um, But the overwhelming majority—I know there's exceptions to just about everything—but the overwhelming majority of successful practices are not necessarily directly related to being the best clinicians, the best doctors, the most research-based, the
0: most. Sometimes it's inverse. I mean, sometimes sometimes it's (laughs) inverse. And in one aspect that you brought up, that I think is really, really important, is you know when you when we talk about you know 10 you know 10 patients 100 visits and vice versa and the relationship center of the transaction it really applies I, it doesn't matter what type of chiropractor you are and uh, i'll bring it to some of the exercise based and rehab there's so many young docs out there that are really invested in in that sort of you know, new part you know new part of the perfect gets them excited and they're into it and w- we talk about it all the time and we work with docs and you know they they get patients you know out of we all know pain's the last thing to come first thing to go but they get the, and they do a great job of getting the patient out of pain they build a beautiful rehab space the patient comes in cuz they got injured with you know doing something foolish somewhere else in terms of exercise. They come in, they get adjusted, they get maybe some soft tissue work, whatever it might be that the doc chooses to do, and they get they get well very very quickly. They feel better very very quickly. They feel better. And then they're, uh, you know the doc is proud to get them back to the place that they got injured while he or she has a you know 500 square foot, 5000 square foot place where they could have built a relationship had the individual you know train there whatever the case may be there is just so and that's just an example you could use you could insert whatever you're passionate about as a doc in place of exercise and rehab it's just something that's been I know at the forefront for us And there's some docs that dive into the functional medicine and the supplements and nutritional aspects and those are things that you want to constantly you know monitor if you know, if you are you know, really focused on the spine and adjusting again, get you know, then you know, checking things out every once in a while is a good idea, right? So you know, you really can apply it to to almost any way that you practice. And I think what we're going to encourage docs as we go through all of season one here is, it, it we'll dive into on the subsequent episodes is thinking about. Those things that you can offer that you are passionate about that actually create a relationship that's not instead of or taking away from the care of an adjustment, but it, but if that's not the one piece that's the continuing factor for you and your practice, then find out what is. Uh, I'm going to say, for a vast overwhelming majority of chiropractors, that's the core nut. But they might have some different interests around that, and identifying those interests and being able to explain it accurately to a patient—again, as we're going to dive into over these subsequent episodes—understanding how to communicate those benefits is so critically important. Because if there's a miscommunication, that friction will kill conversion, as we'd say in the marketing world, right? Um, and that—that's just that's a challenge that docs of all types, as you and I have seen, deal with constantly. it's
1: such an important conversation you're bringing up because uh, the two things that that come up for me are, are, number one, most chiropractors have been mentored to believe that you've got to follow the money, right? So most of them haven't been either taught or uh, given the confidence enough to build that sort of confidence muscle uh, to recognize that they're doctors with a really valuable service and a lot of knowledge, right? Um, Most sort of default back to uh, what I call the path of least financial resistance, okay? Uh, And for many people they, I'll say erroneously believe uh, that that would be accepting people's insurance, right? So the expectation in the world is I have health insurance. If I have a health problem, you my doctor should accept my health insurance That's the standard expectation. Uh, And unfortunately, too many chiropractors go, well, that's what they expect. So the path of least financial resistance is to fit into that model. And I'm not in any way saying there's anything wrong with doing that. What I am saying is it's very limited. If you can make a good living and your ethics are good with what you're doing and you're proud of how that works and You know, things haven't changed in your economics and practice that you can continue on doing it. That's wonderful. The problem is a lot of chiropractors are actually suffering terribly and struggling terribly and stressed out month after month after month, um, which is really why we, you know, sort of came up with this concept of the payday practice. The philosophy is that you are building long-term relationships. So one is this is all about chiropractors not really having the confidence to go, you know, it's almost, you know, metaphorically, like sort of coming out of the closet and declaring, here's who I am, and I'm proud of it, right? And, and you know, if you make sort of the cultural metaphors, uh, and we go back sort of the, to the attorney, you know, conversation, you know, imagine the day that, you know, attorneys were like, no, 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 no. don't teach about the legal system, share what you do, you know? Oh, you mean I get to specialize in you know, helping criminals get stay out of jail? That, that's my passion. I'm a this kind of attorney. I'm a that kind of attorney. There's a freedom, and again, I'll say, there's a cultural diversity we should be embracing about the fact that we're not all the same and that we should be proud to have a different message. Now watch, all attorneys have had to pass the bar Right There is a common set of rules, laws, regulations, licenses that are all in common, but they have learned to communicate to their audience about the benefits they can expect if they choose them to be their attorney. Uh, and I think that model works perfectly for us, is really shifting from a I'll take what I can get type of an attitude to, hmm, what am I passionate about? Why did I really become a chiropractor altogether? What drove me? Maybe it was, I had an injury and I got better and that's a miracle and I wanna help other people in my situation. Maybe you had a serious illness and you had chiropractic care and you wanna help people with that. Maybe you are a mom, you love to work with moms. Maybe you love working with kids. Again, everybody should really embrace their specialty and really, whether it's believe us or learn from other marketing experts, That the I've heard it said that the riches are in the niches not that this is about the money But it is about the fact that you will help more people When you speak to the people you most want to help specifically uh, You know as again, I was watching Seth Godin the other day He said one of his comments was you we've got it backwards You should pay less money for a Super Bowl ad than you do for a Facebook ad because Facebook actually only gets your message that's in front targeted, of the people yeah, that yeah. really want your message, as opposed to wasting your message to millions of people who will never be clients. Yeah. Um, and that you know that's so counter. Like, wait a minute, I wish I had a Super Bowl ad. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Right? That would would it really give you the ROI you're looking for? Um, and a lot of that comes down to what is it that you're really trying to prove, trying to do. Many Super Bowl ads are not about generating, you know, sales, branding, Uh, it's branding, it's, you know, positioning to maybe uh, the venture capital community, like, hey, we're a real company, or, you know, maybe signaling to competitors, hey, we're out on the block, or there's there's not many that can justify sort of the ROI of that kind of spend in direct sales within a a period of time. Um, So we've got a lot of this as a profession backwards. uh, And we're passionate enough to do exactly what we're teaching, which is to say, you know, we could go, Well, we can build a better advertising widget uh, because that's, like people want pain relief, it'd be like coming up with a better drug. But that's not the mindset that's going to provide any long-term solution. Sure, that could make us money faster and easier because we're just giving people what they want, but it's not really what they want. It's what they think they want. And the same thing's true with chiropractors. You know, most chiropractors at this point, unless you just graduated, have sort of, gone through the cycle of you know, the shiny new ad, new widget, new funnel, new something, and they're like, oh, wow, you know, I don't have to do anything, and you're going to send pre-qualified people basically ready to say yes to my practice? Sign me up. I say sign me up too, but it doesn't work
0: that way. You're 100% correct, and I think that's that's a perfect place for us to wrap episode one, because in episode two, we're going to be talking about why your chiropractic advertising is not enough. We're going to talk about teaching and inviting consistently. What do we mean by that and how can you do it as a doc? And also, how do you craft and create a really compelling and solid call to action? It's the front line, it is, it's the front and the back line, as we'll discuss next episode. And if you're checking us out and you'd love to pick up all of the companion pieces to what we're discussing, please head over to thesmartchiropractor.com slash geniuses. We'll link that in the show notes down below as well. You can pick up a variety of smart guides that will help you market in a way that's more efficient, more effective, creates that stable and predictable revenue, and puts the relationship above the transaction. For Dr. Jason Deitch, I'm Dr. Jeff Langmate, and we'll see you. the next episode. Bye-bye. This episode brought to you by The Smart Chiropractor. At The Smart Chiropractor, we solve the two biggest chiropractic marketing challenges, content and consistency. We combine an incredible content library with powerful automation tools to supercharge your marketing. The result, more new patients, more referrals, and more reactivations with automated digital content marketing. Here's what Dr. Matthew Barnhart had to say. We have loved this. We have already had five patient reactivations from the emails in one week. To learn more and get started, visit thesmartchiropractor.com today.